All right, I'm going to start. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dallas Hoops FanCast. I'm your host, Sydney, and I'm here with my co-host, Martin. So, uh, Just in case you're surprised by this, uh, we were doing our post-game shows on a different stream, Dallas Hoops GameCast, and then I decided, why overcomplicate everything like I always do? We'll just do everything here. So Nobody cares. Going the forward. The match just won by 40. Can we just move on? Well, it's just an F. Nobody was like, hey, wait up, man. <laughs> <laughs> They're ready to get into some Mavs talk. Okay, I, I do just want to get into the game. We have a giveaway to announce. They don't. Okay. <laughs> but I want to talk about the game first. Yes. So just... I'm going to announce the giveaway later in the show, so don't turn off the episode at any point because you don't want to miss that. But I just, I want to start talking about the game first and not bury the lead any more than I've already done. Um, Yeah, this game was, for a minute there, it was like, oh God, this is going to be one of those Mavs, one of those (laughs) Marvs games where they just suck and they lose and everything's gonna suck at what point did you think that because it was, it was like, <laughs> pretty close in the first <laughs> quarter i don't know why all of a sudden you turned i'm into a this. mavs fan this is my constant <laughs> state of mind okay no it was like the first quarter i think the the um the blazers led for a lot of it i mean it was yeah. a close game but they they led for most of it and then um Going into the second quarter, it was like back and forth for a while, and the Mavs just couldn't hit shots, and and then all of a sudden it just in that third quarter. Well, really, in the, the, the blew second, open. yeah, the yeah. second quarter they steadily kind of built a lead. They they hovered around five to seven points for a while. Then they were able to give it up, get it up to ten, and I think it was ten at halftime or nine at halftime, something like that. I don't even know what. But then in that third quarter, they went on a 19 to nothing run. Yeah. And the Mavs never, usually when a team has a 19 to nothing run, it's done against them because <laughs> they can't hit anything. Yeah. Like rarely do we ever see the Mavericks go on one of those kind of runs. It was like, they were like, hey, you know how teams sometimes <laughs> like get hot, you know? Like, what if we did that? Mm-hmm. And then Luca was like, "Okay, I'll do it." And he just scored. He had to have scored the majority of those 19 points because he went for the night 8 for 9 on three-pointers. And there was a point there where he was just he had the kind of game that will get a mention on his Wikipedia page. <laughs> you know, it was just that kind of game and yeah, in the third quarter, they outscored the Blazers thirty-eight to fifteen, and a lot of it was Luca. And and it was just, I mean, the whole just, team. I mean, it started yeah. off, but Luca did have eight three. Or I mean, I don't remember. I think he had four threes during that stretch. Okay. Um, because he he had he had already started hot from three, four, four or something. Mm-hmm. But it started off with Maxi hitting a three. And yeah. I was like, okay, it's a good start going up by 12 to start the third. And then it just kept going on further and further and further. And then it's nice. You yeah. know, it's it's a nice win to have. Um, yeah. Any any win. If they would have won by one in this game, <laughs> I would have been happy with a win. Yeah. Luca shot his threes so well tonight that his season average on three his uh, three point percentage went up by almost two percentage points. It was like mm-hmm. it went from thirty five point six or something to thirty seven point two or whatever. It was like almost two percentage points. His three point shooting this season is obviously it's his best so far mm-hmm. um, that he's had in his three years, but uh, almost thirty seven percent or thirty seven percent from three. It will be thirty seven. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's what you want from him yeah. for an entire season because 
when he can hit at a high percentage like that, it opens everything up for the Mavericks offense. It opens it up for him because mm-hmm. now it's that threat that he can actually hit. And none of his are catch and shoot. Yeah. These are all off the dribble, off the dribble yeah. threes from him that he's creating. And if he can make that at such a high rate like he has been doing, it just makes him so dangerous and yeah. unstoppable. Yeah, I mean, like, he already demands a lot of respect as a three-point line because teams know that he can do the step back. Now, like, it wasn't always going in, but just the threat of it, they were kind of already giving him that respect. But now, if that shot actually is going in, then you're commanding that respect. Plus, you have the potential to actually add points to the scoreboard in you know in another way. It just, yeah, like you said, it, it adds another dimension. It just makes him even more dangerous than he already mm-hmm. is. Like, I can understand why people would think that Luka has peaked because you can't possibly imagine a player getting better than this at this young age. But the thing is, he does. Like, even in seasons, he gets better than he was to start the season. This was a perfect example of developing that skill of shooting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've always been curious why people say he's peaked. And it's like, look, yes, statistically... I can't imagine a guy averaging more points, rebounds, and assists. Like, that's kind of unheard of. But that doesn't mean he can't get better. Well, the quality. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he he can still get better. He can get to a point where he can get those numbers with with having the ball less. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you saw LeBron, even when he went to Miami, he was still getting 27 points a game and eight rebounds, eight assists, but he had the ball less because he was sharing it more with other yeah. guys. So he can get to that point. And then also when he makes them, which he's already a pretty good closer. He struggled last year closing games until the playoffs yeah. when he killed the Clippers. <laughs> yeah. But his rookie season, he was a legit go-to guy mm-hmm. at the end of the game, and he's done a lot better job this year doing that. He's gotten to the point where I notice – in a game, he'll kind of take some time to evaluate how it's going. And then if he feels like his teammates just don't have it, he's like, okay, I need to win this game for us. And then from that point on, there's a notable, noticeable mm-hmm. difference in how he plays. I've seen that the past few games where he just suddenly is like, all right, I got to be the guy today. And he takes over. Hey, he's a monster. Like, yeah. I uh, name five guys that are better than him. I just I, I know there's guys that put up numbers. Yeah. But there's another level that this guy gets to. Mm-hmm. The fact that when it's when it's time, like it's against a big time opponent or a big time player. Or or a, a meaningful game or, or a mean, you know, whatever yes, it is. He he has this level that he can get to that yeah. very few guys in history have that ability. Mm-hmm. The guys that do what he does are legends. They're champions. MVPs, Hall of Famers, Hall of Famers yeah. they're legends. They're a step ahead of the superstar. Yeah. Like there's a superstar and then there's legends and he's going to be on that category just because he's got this mindset, this gear that he can get to that a lot of guys can't get to. Yeah, I mean like he can have a normal game of, you know, getting his 28 to 30 points and, you know, almost a triple double or whatever. And it's great, and he does all this scoring, and you're like, man, Luke is so good. But, you know, to have another gear where he can take over or where he can dominate for a game or he can have these stretches like we've seen these past few games, like that, like you said, that's not just superstar. That's mm-hmm. like a whole other level of being. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to talk a little bit about the Blazers because okay. 
I know they beat us in the last game, and they they were they were on fire from three. Thankfully, the yeah. Mavericks were sh- shooting at a high level or high number from three as well, high percentage. So they were able to stay in the game until mm-hmm. the end where the Blazers won. But like I mentioned previously, I'm not I'm not a believer in the Blazers. Yeah. And they mentioned it on the broadcast. I, I didn't know this until they mentioned it, but they have a negative net rating. Yeah, that's crazy. That's completely surprising. <laughs> that's but crazy. It, it validates a little bit of how I felt about them because they do not play defense. They are solely offensive related and they are so dependent on heroics at the yeah. end of the game by Damian Lillard. And yes, he has delivered, but there is only so many times a guy can deliver that where you have to play better to where you you don't require a miracle from him, and that's really going to kill you in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, they have, I think, the worst defense in the league where One, they were uh, the like 29th. 29th yeah. yeah. You just, you're not going to be a great team when you do that. And I think, like you said, because they have a guy like Lillard and even McCollum to a certain extent, they can kind of bail them out, but that's only going to last so long. And especially in the playoffs, it's just, you know, well, that's why they've never really yeah, yeah. advanced because they just, they're not really that good of a team. They have a really good superstar and he's really good in the clutch. But my concern with him is at some point, the law of no- averages, like, He's still a human being. Yeah. Like he is still like he is not the greatest ever. Of all time. <laughs> yeah. And and so at some point these averages are gonna start to to go the other direction and he's gonna start missing some of these late game type of shots. I remember Kobe had that problem. And Kobe's first like seven years, he hit every game winner. It was unbelievable. And then he went like ten years in a row where he was like two for thirty oh. or something on game winning shots. And it's just because there's only so many you can make, the law of averages will eventually even out. And I think that's at some point it's going to happen with Lillard, and hopefully it'll happen when the Mavericks are playing them in the first <laughs> round. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, law of averages didn't apply to Luka tonight because – we, oh, we're going right back to Luca. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm done with the Blazers. I mean, that's. I just wanted to mention that point. I, I think I know a lot of people are afraid of the Blazers. I don't know if I'm afraid. I'm afraid of Lillard. Yeah, yeah. but I don't know if I'm afraid of the team. Yeah. Um. So Luca. <laughs> back to Luca. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was eight for nine on three pointers, and there was a point where he was just he was just shooting them and swishing them, and we were like. Oh my god, yeah. like what is going on? I had to look up like what's the the most um consecutive three-pointers made without a miss. It was like 9. I don't think you said it was 10, so I don't know what's accurate. No, he, I, I I thought it was 10. Oh, I didn't okay. actually look. So up. I think it's 9. He didn't reach that, but that's the most threes made without a miss is nine, and I think he might have gotten to seven. He was eight for he was nine. Eight, eight for eight. But I think, oh, I thought yeah. he had a miss in there. No, no, he was eight for eight, oh, okay, and then he okay. missed his last one, so he finished okay. eight for nine. So yeah, he made so eight straight. It was a historic night, and it's crazy that with Luca, he's like his historic nights are always different. It's always like an ungodly amount of assists or amount of points or the first player to do this or tonight with the three-point shooting. He was 13 for 19 overall. He was plus 24. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. In the it last was, game, he had the highlight passes. Yeah, behind you know, the 38, back. 38, 9, and 9 yeah. with some of the craziest passes you'll ever see. Like, Luca does moves that don't even have names. Yeah. It's amazing know? that there's so many haters 
of him. <laughs> you know, they, they call him a stat stuffer or he doesn't contribute to winning. He is a winning. stat stuffer, yes, but, but he doesn't even have way. to try. Like, he doesn't, you know, whatever. I don't care how many 60-point games James Harden had when his team was already up by 20 and he played 48 minutes anyways. Like, Luka doesn't even have to try or play those heavy minutes. Tonight, he played 30 minutes and he had 37 points, four assists, seven rebounds. I mean... He's just, he does things in just such short amount of time. It's, it's crazy. He's pretty unbelievable. Yeah. And, and I just hope the Mavericks can get out of their own way and, and yeah. put a team around him. And I don't want to turn into Debbie Downer. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep it positive. John I, I won't go in. Yeah. I won't here. get into that. But yeah, he, he was awesome. And it was a, it was a great bounce back. You know, mm-hmm. they, this stretch of five games where you had Denver Clippers, Clippers, Blazers, Blazers. For them to go three and two, that's yeah. like we, we said one and four would be great just to get <laughs> one of them, and then well, we were like two and three be yeah, pretty awesome. I think we predicted two and three. Yeah, yeah. And then for them to go three and two in that stretch, plus the San Antonio win, plus the Thunder win. Oh, oh. <laughs> I forgot we sat players for no reason you whatsoever. You know what I'm tired of? And like, okay, again, we don't have to do the negative stuff, but just. You know, speaking of the bounce back win, the last time they played the Ma- uh, the Blazers, the Blazers were on the second night of a back to back. And so me being a dumb Mavs fan, I'm thinking like, oh, automatic win, automatic loss for the Blazers, yeah. right? Because second night of a back to back, it's impossible to play. And like this is, I don't know how many times this has happened this year where the Mavericks get beat when the other team is on the... I'm tired of that happening. The last two losses, that was that. Yeah. The Clippers were on the second night of a back-to-back the first time we played them. It's like, can we win the... Or, like, can we play, first of all? Can we try? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, we don't have to talk about that, but this was a good bounce-back win because of what happened in the last game. Okay. Before you say that. All right. (laughs) Because you're going to talk about Kristaps, right? Yes. Okay. So before we move on to the next topic, I want to announce this giveaway that we're doing. You know, as exciting as a giveaway is, tonight it just doesn't feel as cool because of what we just witnessed from Luka Doncic. But it is still cool. Um, So we're doing our first ever giveaway. I'm really excited about this. We're doing this with the help of homage or homage.com. I think it's homage.com. They make really cool t-shirts with designs around sports and pop culture. And they're partnering with Slam Magazine to release a pack of NBA-themed t-shirts for nine of the most popular players, uh, Luka Doncic obviously being one of them. So they sent us three t-shirts that we're going to give away to you guys, and it's super easy to enter. Just go to DallasHoopsCast.com slash homage, H-O-M-A-G-E, to enter and see all the details. We're going to begin accepting entries tonight at midnight until April 5th. That's two weeks. Um, so DallasHoopsCast.com slash homage to enter. So, you know, you guys know that we don't do ads on this show. Like, it's always just been a hard stop on that. But I have to thank Homage because they're giving us free stuff that we can give to you guys. And that's the only way that I would do this. Um, you can shop their entire NBA collection at homage.com. They also have just other awesome t-shirts. And while you're shopping, you can get 20% off your order by using the code DallasHoops. 20 uh, to get 20% off. But again, DallasHoopsCast.com slash homage to enter the giveaway. There's three t-shirts, so you have three chances to win, and we're going to accept entries for two weeks. So 
That's the giveaway. Thank you guys for listening and supporting the show. Hopefully this is one way that we can show our appreciation for that. Now, you wanted to talk about Mr. Kristaps Joseph Porzingis. Okay, his middle name is not Joseph. I'm pretty sure it's Joseph. Okay. Joseph sounds like a German name. He's not German. He's Aus- Austrian. He's uh, okay. <laughs> You're were gonna you get say, canceled. What were you gonna say? <laughs> He's okay. lat. Okay, so I don't know how much time I want to spend on it. Okay. Um. But everybody was talking about what happened with. We go and talk about it. Yes. And and so Luca, the Mavericks get a fast break. It's four on one. So yeah. Luca has the ball. That means there's three other Mavs players, mm-hmm. which means there's a 33% chance that Porzingis <laughs> will get the ball. Yes. The moment Luca got it, my first thought and yours was alley oop to Porzingis. To yeah. I was like, oh my God, this is going to be awesome. Alley oop to Kristaps. Yeah. They're going to bond and butterflies are going to come yes. out of the ball. And Luca didn't do that. That did not happen. And and I don't think it was because of anything other than he probably just wanted to drive it himself because he was feeling it. Yeah. I don't know what it was. As the best player on the team, he has that right. And then when the other player doesn't get the ball, they laugh it off. Yeah. You know, like, man, I had the alley-oop. It's like, all right, I'll get you next time. Yeah. So he he drives it. He does this fancy pass to Dorian. It was a sweet pass. It was nice. It was like a fake behind the back and then reverse it to the front and then backwards. It was a sick pass pass he's yeah. had three of them in these two games yeah. against the blazers that were just magic johnson-esque yeah and porzingis didn't get it as soon yeah as dorian gets fouled porzingis looks like his dog just died he immediately and just, just walks walked away, away. yeah head down i kid you not head down he gets subbed out right at that moment because it's his normal time for rest mm-hmm. frustrated and leaves yeah he does come back. He does come back and he sits down and it looks like he came to his senses and went over and was talking to Boban, probably talking to him about how he doesn't get the ball or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. But I thought it was a little inappropriate that he would show frustration at that moment when your yeah. team is up by 30. He's having a pretty decent night. He had nine I mean, points at half. Yeah. Okay. He had nine points at half, like yeah. four rebounds. <laughs> He had tw- he had a three there in the third, but at that point the game was already over. At they this didn't point, need he had him. twelve points. Yes, and if the game was close, he probably would have got around twenty. Yeah, because he was having he a normal normal and, kind of night. He yeah. still had some stupid post up moves that he didn't and make over Damian Lillard but, and some missed rebounds. But overall, he played fine. Yeah. He, he wasn't a hindrance. He had eight rebounds, four assists, and a steal. Yes, he and was two good. blocks. Yeah, what more? can we do to make this man happy if if being up yeah. by 30 and playing well on the road against portland doesn't make you happy what will it's a story like and obviously we're just going by what we saw on our television set but i was there yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but i mean yeah like to me i saw him as soon as that play happened he immediately walked away i promise you he it didn't looks like it. it was like instantaneous yeah and then he immediately went back to the locker room and then he came back and his ankle was taped with ice but he took that off after a few minutes so i don't know if it was actually necessary um and yeah i mean look i'm not in the guy's head i don't know but it just looks like he was frustrated. And of course, being Mavs fans and watching every single game, we're thinking like he's idiots. frustrated that he didn't get the ball. And so we'll just discuss it as if that is actually what happened yes. until we receive 
other information. And it's just like you said, it's, it's, you can't get upset at that moment. Not at that moment. It's bad timing. Yeah. When you're blowing your team, the other team out, when your best player is on fire, when you had a fast break and he did a sick move and your teammate got a lip. I mean, wrong time, just wrong time to get upset. Especially because look, Porzingis has had a strong case for not getting the ball. Yeah, we've talked about yes, that. He's had a strong case, but the Mavericks had made a concerted effort when he seals his guy off there in the paint mm-hmm. on the switch, they get him the ball. Yeah. They they force it over and over to him only to see him miss it. Miss. And it's like you have a 6 foot 1 guard on you and you shoot it short from 5 feet away. Yeah. So they they did that consistently. And they've been making a concerted effort to do that, to get him the ball. And yes, they missed you on this one. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. All right. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, I, yeah. I, he didn't mean to do that. He was having fun. You're up by 30. He was yeah. feeling it. Why can't you just be happy with the situation? And I, I just think that he he gets so stuck in his own game that he can't be happy with the way the Mavericks are. He wants to be the guy. Winning or losing, he wants to be the guy. Yeah, I I have so many mixed emotions about it because I think it is such a complex situation. I'll start with just one point. We've talked about how often the uh, uh, players miss him. It is insane how many times Kristaps is wide open and they don't pass it to him. It's insane. Like, it is abnormal. I've never seen a player be open this many times and not get the ball passed to him. Like, it would be frustrating to watch even if I was watching another team and I just saw it. It's just weird. And so... I get it. It's frustrating and it's weird. Everyone knows how that feels to be wide open when you're playing and they don't pass it to you. So like, there's that. There's the other part, you know, we were talking the other day about this whole situation and we were like, maybe it's the offense. Maybe the offense just doesn't suit him and they haven't done a good enough job of adjusting the offense to amplify his skills and talents. Which sounds like Carlisle. Yeah, and so it's like, you know, with these two things being the case, you know, yeah. like that that doesn't valid but then, okay, so then the other part of the complexity, that doesn't validate him behaving that way, no. especially in that moment. I think it was just not the right moment yeah. to do that. Yeah. Like it looks really bad when you do it at that moment. Yeah. That's my only problem with it. If if he wants to throw that fit when you're down by 30 or down by 10 or whatever, or you, you just hit four shots in a row, yeah. you're feeling it, whatever. And then they miss you. And then whatever. Yeah. Like, okay, like sometimes you can do that. I've never seen a player throw a fit when they didn't get the ball, to be honest with you. Like, I've never seen it. Yeah. Other than Porzingis. I, I, I can't imagine a time where Clay Thompson is wide open, but Steph shoots a three with two guys on him. I've never seen Clay like look at him like, hey man, yeah. it, it happens. <laughs> yeah, Clay just, is like, yes. yes <laughs> like that know, was amazing. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, hey, you know, and then if he's getting missed, he'll have a conversation like, hey, yeah. whenever you're coming off the screen, my guy's doing this. And then Steph will be like, okay, great. I'll, I'll look for you there, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That's how you do it. But to just pout all the time. And yes, 
Carlisle is not a great coach for Porzingis. Yeah, it, yeah, he's I, just not. It, it's he, he's not. The offense doesn't, like I said, the offense doesn't highlight Kristaps' skills. Yes. And I'm not saying he's got amazing skills. Well, he hasn't shown them. Yes. Yeah, but he's got them, and I don't think that he really fits in now, with what they do. There's an argument to be made that if you brought in a different coach, I'm not saying fire Carlisle or anything <laughs> like. I'm just saying hypothetically, you brought in a different coach that worked a little bit better with Porzingis and kind of got him into the flow, played a little bit towards Porzingis style, that Porzingis would be the guy that we saw or thought we were going to get when we got him from New York. Mm -hmm. There's an argument to be made with that. We've seen Carlisle rip the soul out of a player (laughs) that he didn't like, and he didn't want to feature him on the offense because the numbers say one thing, and Carlisle is not going to go away from the numbers. Yeah. It's just the way it is. And for a player like Porzingis, it's got to be absolutely frustrating because he wants to be involved. Now, what he's going to have to realize or learn is what kind of player he's going to be in this league. Is he going to be a 20-plus point scorer on a bad team? Or is he going to be part of a winning team and be – Whatever an eighteen, yeah, yeah. whatever, yeah, a winning player, yeah, I, I that's all that matters. A winning player, yeah, he has to decide what kind of player he needs to be yes. in order to, to play win. with Luca or win, yeah, yes. win a to championship. win yeah. a, at a high level. He's yeah. gonna have to figure out what he wants to do because right now, as a young player, he wants to create his own legacy. Completely understand that. Mm-hmm. Carlisle is not the coach for that. No, <laughs> he's just not. Yeah, and and he's gonna have to figure out what he's gonna do. And the Mavericks are going to have to figure out what they're going to do. Yeah, I, you know, you were asking, like, you can't think of another other teammates that did, you know, stuff like this. I was thinking of um, Draymond Green and Kevin Durant. You know, I don't know if anyone really knows exactly what those issues were. But, you know, we did see on the sidelines them arguing there was plays where, you know, Durant wanted it and, you know, Draymond wouldn't give it to him or vice versa. Like they had, they kind of butted heads over mm-hmm. how the offense should work. Um, the and, difference is with that one, you're, you're 100% right. Yeah. It's Durant. Yeah. Okay. If KP yeah. was Durant level. <laughs> Then he's he, he have can a have point. a case, but yeah. like the my point was how um, how poisonous that can be to yes. a team, and you yeah. know Durant it eventually broke up the team. left, yeah. Um, and also, I know this goes way back to whenever um, the Lakers had Nash and Dwight Howard. I mean, there's clips of them arguing over you know him you know, Howard getting the ball or where he wants to get the ball. So it's happened before, and it's never a good situation. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So it's like. It's I'm torn because I can understand Kristaps' frustrations, and I think they are totally valid, and he has reason to be frustrated. Like I, yes. com- I agree with him. The problem was just the way that he handles it and voices it. Well, and, and the timing in this game, yeah, it just it was just bad. It just was bad all around. Like I said, he's gonna have to either come to grips with his situation here, yeah. And what kind of player he's going to be here and what kind of legacy he's going to have here. Or he's going to have to move on. Because this constant frustration because he wants to be somebody that the Mavericks don't want him to be. Yeah. That he's probably not. Like, we force feed him the ball sometimes in the post. He's just not good at it. He's not good at getting his own shot. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's just all there is to it. Like, we've had him now for two seasons and... That's all we've seen is that he he doesn't have that ability. So he's going to have to come to grips with what 
he wants his career to be. If he wants to stay in Dallas and he accepts his contribution that he can provide to this team, which is a rim protector, a spacer, a 17 to 20 point a night guy, but high efficiency. If he can accept that, then the Mavericks can build a team around Luka that can help win a championship. Mm-hmm. But if he doesn't, it just creates toxic toxicity toxicity in the in the locker room yeah what's going through all the teammates heads yeah minds when he's storming when he off throwing it's a like, fit bro it's like dude we're up by 30 like yeah. what do we got to do to make you happy we just gave you the ball three times down there and you bricked you all missed. three of them yeah i mean yeah and like that's that's another part of the context that we haven't said yet is like Kristaps is not a great player you know so the frustrations are valid, but also like, yeah, he needs to accept who he is and the kind of player that he is. That is another part of it is like, you know, he's not a great player. Like he's, he scores 20 points a night when they force feed him. And if he can make those post shots, but you know, I think he's best when he just plays within the flow. And in that case, he would probably average more like 17 to 18 points a night. But he, he would play like, the, the wise thing to do, the best thing for him to do is to recognize and accept that Luca is on another planet. Yeah. Take a page out of Clay Thompson's book where Clay Thompson recognized how special Steph was and was like, hey, what do I got to do to help Steph? Yeah. I need to defend people and I need to hit my open shots. Yeah. And provide some kind of offense. So he needs to say, hey, what do I have to do? What does Luca need me to do to help him carry this team? Because he's clearly going to do that. Yeah. And if he accepts that, he can start helping Luca be that guy. And if Luca gets the shot, who cares? Because he's going to make it and yeah. win games for you. And you helped him to do that, propel him to do that. And if you do that, if he accepts that, then this team really could go to another level. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, and that, what you're saying about Clay Thompson, like, that is actually what he did. Like, he's talked about it in interviews, how, um, you know, deciding what kind of player he was going to be. He said, like, early on after he was drafted, he realized Steph is one of the greatest players in the league and one of the greatest shooters ever, if not the greatest shooter ever. And so he realized, I need to be one of the best defenders in the league so that Steph doesn't have to worry about exactly. that. And yes. I need to be able to shoot so that I can maybe take some of the pressure off of him or so that I can be that backcourt guy. And so he molded his game around what Steph needed. And so, like, yeah, I mean, Chris stops. He can do the same. Yeah, whatever yes. it is you need to to fit in with Luka. And I know it, I don't know, maybe it sucks making it all about Luka. Like, how can I fit around Luka? But it's just. But that's what you got to do. That's what teammates yes. do. Yeah, you know? that's what you got to do. Like, you got to recognize that this guy is special. And that you, if you help Luka, he will produce wins for, for you. you. Yeah. And, and, and the team will go. You'll win championships mm-hmm. because you help helped him do things that Luca doesn't have to worry about. Like be a dominant force rebounding the ball. Yeah. Get in the gym this summer, beef up, work on your boxing out, work on your quickness to the rebounds, have a guy shoot a thousand times and you just get the rebound every time to help your instincts become that dominant force. Shoot a thousand threes. You need to be a 45% three point shooter. That's what I was about to say. And whenever you get an open three, you got to swish it. 
every and time. And Luca will pass it to you. Yes. And if but he, he's got to know you're going to make it. Yes. And if he doesn't, it's okay. Like, yeah. Luca's got to feel free to do what he needs to do. Sometimes he's going to miss you. But more times than not, he finds his players wide open. Mm-hmm. And at that point, it doesn't matter. Just you're doing what it takes to win games. And that's what he's going to have to come to terms to. Instead, he wants, in his mind, I think he wants to be the man or a man. Yeah. And Luca is just so much better. Yeah. Chris Tops is just not, he's, he's not a superstar. I mean, if he were so, playing you know, on, on, the Cavaliers, you know, the Cavs with Colin Sexton, then yeah, he 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 would look really really good. He'd be the team's yeah. best player. They'd be losing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I was like, so I don't want to spend any more time on. That. You don't want to spend any more time because it's because <laughs> it's negative. Not and it's just after a win, I hate. You know, it well, just seems is, weird. But this is what that kind of attitude does. Yeah, this is like what imagine it does. what it's doing inside the locker room. Like yeah. they're they're all thinking it and they're all kind of murmuring amongst themselves like, dude, what do we gotta do to make this guy happy? We gave him the yeah. ball fifteen thousand times there in the post with, <laughs> and he missed with Lillard on him and he misses it every yeah. time. I will say we did see him a few minutes later kind of chilling yes. out on the the not the sideline, but yeah. the back of the behind the rim with I think it was Josh Richardson maybe and he seemed pretty chill. Mm-hmm. He seemed pretty relaxed. So like you said, maybe he kinda came I to I think his senses. he I think he did. I think he vented some frustration. He sat down and then he was like, I can't really be upset right now. Yeah. And 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 he's right. Like maybe he he's gotta do a better job of holding in his emotions. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Um so you know, it happened and it's just another page in that story of how can we get Kristaps to fit and be on and, another team. Yeah. <laughs> and make this duo be everything that we thought it would well, be I, when he came here. I, I will say that this is no longer going to be a duo. Like yeah, he's just true. not that guy and, and not in a negative way. Like he can still be a key cog in a championship team, mm-hmm. but he's just not that guy. Like Kevin Love was a key cog. Mm-hmm. Draymond Green was a key cog. Like there are other guys that maybe aren't superstars, but they are. Bam Adebayo for the yeah. Heat last year. They didn't win the championship, but he was a force, and you can be that level of guy. Yeah. Uh, okay. So other notables. Um, I mean, we didn't even look at how everybody. I thought Richardson <laughs> played well. Josh Richardson had twenty-one points. He was a plus twenty-nine. That was second. Well, the best. entire team was a plus yeah. twenty-something. Kristaps was plus thirty, but yeah, Josh Richardson was plus twenty-nine. I mean, really, a lot of his job was to guard Damian Lillard and uh, C.J. McCollum. Yeah, and it was interesting that Carlisle again. I know Kirk Henderson talks about it all the time, and I I have to agree with him. Why mm-hmm. do we put Dorian on Lillard? Lillard. In his last like eight games against Dallas, is averaging like thirty nine or forty points a game, and Dorian's been the primary defender every time, so he just can't guard him. So I yeah. like how at halftime they switched; mm-hmm. they put Dorian on McCollum and Richardson on Lillard. I think that was more just a mind game to play, mm-hmm. so Lillard didn't feel comfortable. Like yeah. after a while, you get comfortable with a defender, and then they just switched on it, so he didn't feel comfortable. I thought that was actually kind of a smart play. Yeah, I I noticed like Dorian guards guards a lot, which I mean he's a good defender, but like Josh Richardson is a good defender, and he is a guard, so I feel like it just makes more sense. Yeah, 
to it's, have it's a Josh little Richardson weird that that Carlisle does that, um, especially since I think Richardson is the better defender. You know, at least Richardson maybe doesn't contest every shot as well as Dorian. Mm-hmm. Dorian is contesting everything. He yeah. always contests yeah. a shot, but he doesn't make plays. Whereas Richardson will make mm. you a play. He'll yeah. get you a couple of steals like a and a block. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where his value comes in. And having him guarding one of those quicker guards, I think, is a better fit. Either way, they both did a good job tonight because McCollum and Lillard were kind of yeah, non-factors. I mean, you know, so McCollum was 6 for 15. Lillard was 7 for 16. But, you know, in the last game, Lillard was 28 for 30. So. Yeah. And that was Dorian didn't play, but Josh Richardson did. So, but you had Hardaway guarding uh, McCollum, and McCollum yeah, killed us last. Yeah. Game. So, I mean, I do think that Dorian and Richardson played good defense. Just by the eye test, they were there. They were contesting everything, but, but they just missed shots. I think also, yeah, yeah Lillard Agreed. and McCollum just they didn't have a great night tonight. Um, and the the Blazers just went cold. Like well, in the, the third quarter, they just went cold. I thought the Mavericks did a great job, though. Of they would double. Willard off the screen. Mm-hmm. They they did what teams do to Luca a lot, mm. and when they they have and we would always talk about why do we keep having it someone set a screen for Luca because they yeah. just double him every yeah. time, and that's what the Mavericks are doing to Willard. The difference between Willard and Luca is Luca's six seven. Yeah, and Willard. Now I'm not saying Willard was stopped in any way, well, but I thought it created a little <laughs> bit of more challenge for him because he yeah. isn't quite as good as passing out of those double teams as Luke is. Yeah, well, and you saw a lot tonight where Lillard took a lot of his hero shots that he usually takes, and they just, just didn't go them. in. Yeah. yeah, and and that's, you know, like those kind of shots, they're really cool when they go in, but you can't have your entire game predicated, predicated on those shots going in because, you know, like tonight they just didn't, and they're not great shots now i'm not being like paul george where he hits a game winner and i'm gonna say it's not a great shot like but it's just in a normal game when you've hit when you're shooting a lot of those and they're not going in it's like you have to do something else well and that's been the problem with him in the playoffs is when when teams play him for his three he doesn't have anything consistently enough anything else that he can do consistently enough and that's why it's hurt him in the playoffs yeah i mean like when they're going in it's amazing and i give him full credit for making it because of the skill and Mm -hmm. the killer instinct that it requires but the i'm just saying like when it's not going in you have to do something else you know tonight he just didn't what it comes down to is luca's better than lillard yeah and i will argue anybody that point the fact that that Luca's 22 doing yeah. what he's doing. Where Lillard, this is now his 10th year in his prime, mm-hmm. all that. And he still doesn't put up the same numbers. Now, I know Lillard's got those clutch numbers. I'm not going to deny that, but Luca's better. Yeah, um, this was a this was a Luka Doncic game, and like I said, I could tell like he just kind of took over at some point because he was like, I don't know, no one's going to do anything, and KP sucks, and then all of that stuff happened but yeah it was a fun game i was gonna say something else oh yeah the trade deadline is coming up on the 25th i believe uh, thursday in a few days so we'll be ready for an emergency pod for if the mavericks do anything (laughs) so we'll see you next game Do you think, like, any predictions? There's the whole Andre Drummond thing. Do you think they'll do anything? Not for Drummond. Um, Drummond just doesn't fit here. Like, I know the Mavs... 
probably could use another big, but you need a big that you can have come off the bench. And Drummond's just not going to come off yeah. the bench. Now, if he, someone, this people made a few good points on Twitter. If he was traded here, he wouldn't have a choice. Like he would have to come off the bench. Yeah, but nah. Would like, you be happy? Like, would that cause more problems? Than I just it's worth? don't. I don't see know the need for it. I wouldn't use any assets for Drummond. What like, if you could trade Dwight Powell? Well, yeah, but you'd have to trade three Dwight Powells to match the contract True. of Dorian. I yeah. mean, of uh, Drummond. So, yeah. like, if they traded for him, fine. I'd be surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do think they need another big. They their backup yeah, big has to be better. Uh, it can't continue to be Collie Stein. They and don't Dwight have Powell. any bi- uh, big depth. Well, they're going to have to give up. No, they don't. Yeah, they're going to have to give up something to get somebody. Yeah, I think if they got Andre Drummond, I would not be upset, you know, just because I don't think it worked doesn't mean I'm going to be like, ah, oh, this is stupid. Like, if they got him, I'd be like, all right, you know what? Let's we'll see what happens. Yeah, I yeah. hope it works. And, like, I would really hope that it would work because that would be awesome. Like, while I don't think it's a good fit and I think that a lot of his numbers are empty, like... I don't I think that's know. been proven. Yeah, too. like I don't yeah. know everything. I could totally be wrong. And if I am, that would be awesome. But, you know, if I think about it logically and just really study everything, I I don't think he's a good fit. Yeah. But, you know, well, you look who at knows? Cleveland fans, when they got Drummond, they were happy for about 10 games. <laughs> and then they realized the guy doesn't do anything. Like he's getting rebounds and he's getting points. But they don't win. But they're not. And it's like when you, according to fans, it's like it's the weirdest thing you've ever seen to see a guy get so many numbers (laughs) and you're like, but why are we down by 30? You know, it's so uh, the fact that they were done with him 10, 10 games into his career in Cleveland tells me all I need to know. Yeah. Um, we don't have to do a whole long Andre Drummond segment, although I did write an article on DallasHoopsCast.com about him that you can read if nice. you want to. Um, but yeah, I don't. I have no predictions for the trade deadline. If anything happens, obviously we'll do a pod here. Um, but I think that's pretty much it for this episode. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, again, the giveaway, DallasHoopsCast.com slash homage, H-O-M-A-G-E, to enter open for two weeks and you can get 20% off at uh, homage.com with the code DallasHoops20. Um, thank you guys for your support. Last episode, I think, yeah, last episode, I asked for reviews on Apple Podcasts because we're trying to get to 30 reviews and we got, um, I think, like three really nice reviews. Thank I re- you. Yeah, I really appreciate it, guys. That was super awesome. Um, we're still on the road to 30, so if you feel inclined to leave a review, I know it's totally selfish of me to ask, I mean, but we, I would appreciate it. The thing it. is, we, we know we're the best. <laughs> we just want everybody else to know we're the best. They don't know that you're doing the, the mock arrogance thing. They might think Who that... Who says I am? Okay. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> thank you guys for your support and for listening. We really appreciate it. And will we... Blah, blah, blah. We will see you guys in the next episode. Bye. I know you're not going to see